This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. Need help around the house? Even the handiest do-it-yourselfer needs an extra hand sometimes. Let Home Inspector David Nason help you out. During the Fix It Show on WTMJ. The Fix It Show is sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. Dayton Kane's out this morning. I'm Libby Collins. We'll be here with you for the next couple hours. Taking your calls on the old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. And, of course, joining us, as always, is David Nason. But David's not in the studio with us this morning because David is with the annual fall uh, Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors training seminar, but he's going to be with us. Okay, but he's going to be with us in just a couple of minutes. So uh, we'll check in with him. And, uh, you know, it is Veterans Day. I know a lot of people celebrated it yesterday, but uh, it is a, a very important day for all of you who has served us throughout these years in the various branches of the military. And we want to make sure that you know how much you are appreciated and uh, that we really, really respect the fact that you served us so bravely um, in uniform. So thank you again. If you are a veteran or uh, even if you're a relative of a veteran, you gave a sacrifice as well. All right. Let's check in with David Nason, who is in Brookfield, I understand, at the annual fall. Uh, Waha, is it Wahai or Wahi? Home Inspection Training Seminar, David. How do you pronounce that one? Good morning, Libby. Good morning, everybody. It is called Wahi. Ah. So it's the Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors. Yes, I'm at the, in the NBC Suites here, live from Brookfield. Um, and we do a, an annual training, uh, actually a biannual, really. We do a spring training and a fall training where we have to get our continuing education as home inspectors. And um, so we did uh, some training all day yesterday uh, where we actually go out to a house, a local house as home inspectors, and we converge on that house and we inspect it and learn from each other as well as other industry experts. And then today we'll be in classes all day, again, learning from uh, a plumber, an electrician, um, heating and cooling contractor, and then we have a, um, a panel discussion at the end of the day. So uh, lots of information uh, that we'll be gaining today. So uh, I hear you talking about uh, Veterans Day. I would also like to say thanks to our veterans. My father is a veteran. So um, very proud of all of our veterans out there. I think we all feel the same way. All right, you mentioned this uh, this home inspection that you did with all of the other home inspectors yesterday. And right. how do they determine what house to use? I mean, do they deliberately go out to a house where they know there are issues and see if you can spot them? Or, or, or how does that work? Right. So our, our training does um, move around. Uh, so the Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors, WAHI, we have chapters in Milwaukee. We have chapter in, in Fox Valley, out in what we call Chippewa Valley, which is out near uh, Eau Claire area. We have a Madison chapter and then a central chapter, which is up near kind of Stevens Point. So we have home inspectors around the state and our training will move around so this this fall we're in Milwaukee. Next spring we're going to be in Madison, and it's really the chapter, the local chapter, where we're putting on the training. 
It's we have a committee that's formed, and uh, that committee will work with the local realtors, or or in this case, we worked with um, uh, a home inspector who knew somebody who was uh, working on fixing up a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was vac- It was vacant. It had been vacant for a number of years. And it, it had a number of issues. Uh, it doesn't have to have a number of issues, but well, this one did. What kind of things did you find? So this one had some foundation work done, and the foundation work was done uh, several different times, different contractors. Some was done well. Some wasn't done well. It had roof issues. Uh, there's some tarps on the roof, and there were some... Um, uh, stains and damage inside from the roof leaking, mm-hmm. uh, uh, electrical issues. It was an older house, so there were some electrical issues as well. So was, this one was a really good one for uh, our senior inspectors. And when I, by senior inspectors, I'm not necessarily saying old, but some people who have more experience, they take around younger inspectors, newer inspectors, and help point out this is how what you're looking for. This might be how you would make a comment in your report. Uh, so we're, we're ultimately making sure, trying to make sure that our inspectors are knowledgeable about what they're doing and so that when they work for a buyer or for somebody who owns a home already, the report that they're going to provide them is meets our state standards mm-hmm. and is, is informational as well. When you, uh, when you look at a house like that, that obviously has a lot of problems, as you said, it was vacant for a number of years. Can it be refurbished to the point where somebody's going to have a good home, a, a nice and uh, safe home? Absolutely. That is one of the things we talk about all the time. It, and even though we might refer to something in a home as a defect, uh, which for the, for a home inspector, the definition of a defect is a safety hazard or a health hazard for an occupant, or if the condition of something in the home um, its condition would it would adversely affect its expected life. So an old roof would not would not be a defect, but missing shingles on a roof would be a defect. Uh, but everything can be fixed. Absolutely everything. A really bad foundation can be fixed. A leaking roof can be replaced. Uh, an old furnace that's got some damage or something wrong with can be replaced. So uh, it it really comes down to the home inspector provides a report to the buyer. And then the buyer's realtor works with the seller's realtor and they do some negotiating. Okay, we got these problems. It comes down to really who's going to who's gonna pay for things. Is the seller going to pay a little bit of more money or maybe they offer a credit at closing or is the buyer saying, well, I, I can handle these things. Um, n- nobody should be going into buying a home and expecting it to be perfect. There's always going to be some issues. It's just a matter of to what extent. I'm just wondering how many pages was that report after you were all finished? <laughs> right. So <laughs> report, report, home inspection reports generally average somewhere in the 40 to 60 page range. Oh, David, we're going to learn more about home inspection today than I think we ever had. And of course, if you've got questions, we've got an open line this hour on the Old National Bank. Talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Maybe you have some questions about plumbing, tile work, uh, electric. Well, David knows a lot about these things and he can certainly help you. And we've got an open line right now if you want to get through. Well, today it's going to be a lot nicer than we've had uh, as far as weather the last couple days. It's going to be, well, pleasant. 48. Uh, And then tomorrow we're going to get up to 55 degrees. So it's still a little bit chilly right now. It's 30 degrees at 715 on WTMJ. 
He's inspected homes inside and out, and he's here for your home issues now. It's the Fix It Show with David Nason on WTMJ. We're going to have increasing afternoon clouds. It is going to be pleasant. We'll get up to about 48 degrees, down to 37 overnight. And tomorrow looks like we're going to get into the mid-50s. 30, de- 30 degrees at 719 on WTMJ. And we're here with David Nason. And uh, he is not in the studio with us because he is with the annual fall Wahi Inspection training seminar in Brookfield. And let's talk a little bit about getting your house ready for winter, David. Um, First thing you would do as a homeowner, if you were going to go out and and check to see if your house is is good to go. Well, I guess the first thing I do is just take a walk around the outside of your house and just get a general overall, if you haven't done it in a while, Maybe some people aren't that that's not their thing to cut the grass. Maybe they have somebody cutting the grass. So they're they're not outside much looking at their house or maybe they're only in their backyard or their front yard or something. Get out, look around. And if something looks a little off or wrong, um, check it out. Little things can become big things. So be looking at the, you know, paint. If you have painted siding uh, or any trim, check out the paint and the caulk around that. Uh, This is a good time to to get that done. Um, we're getting to the point where you really can't do a lot of painting outside, but most paints today go down, uh, you can use them down to like 34, 35 degrees, something like that. Uh, and that's nighttime temperature. So I think uh, last night was a little chilly, but, uh, we're, we're warming up this week. So, uh, you know, painting, caulking, uh, obviously clean your gutters. Might be doing that a couple times right now if if you still have some leaves. Um, I personally, my neighbor has a huge maple out in our front yard, and I get a lot of leaves in in my yard. And so cleaning out your gutters for sure, and uh, and making sure your downspouts are attached. Sometimes those can come come loose. So make sure those are clear and and um, and attached as well. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the best way if your if your downspouts have you know where the 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 extension comes out at the bottom? If sometimes that gets loose, how do you recommend making sure that doesn't happen? What's the best way to attach it? Yeah. Really, they should be mechanically fastened, meaning by screws. If you go to a hardware store, big box store in the area where they sell. Uh, downspouts and, and extensions, metal extensions. They'll they'll all also sell uh, down uh, screws, and usually they're color matched. Most people's gutters and downspouts are white, but uh, they probably have black and, and other colors as well. And you want to just screw them right in. A lot of those screws are what are called self-tapping screws. So they have a little bit of a drill bit on the end of the screw, and they very easily will drill through that metal and then and then attach them. So I'm not a fan of the plastic corrugated ones, they, these flexible ones. I know I see them a lot when I'm doing a home inspection. Those, you know, you can use them, but I'm I, my preference is the metal extensions, about four to six feet long, and because they will drain water really well. The, the plastic corrugated ones, they do collect debris. Uh, over time, the sun shining on them, the ultraviolet rays of the sun will cause them to crack, and they get they get brittle and crack, and uh, and sometimes they just blow away. Yeah, well, yeah, don't want that to happen. Well, David, right. we've got some calls coming in on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. We're going to get to those in just a minute. Got a question about a chimney and an inspector. That's all I had on, on uh, the Fix-It Show right here on WTMJ. It's 722 and 30 degrees. 
doing your home project but stuck on what to do next? We're here for you. This is the Fix It Show with David Mason on WTMJ. And if you'd like to get through to talk with David on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, the number to call is 855-616-1620. Dayton Kane's off today. I'm Libby Collins. And, David, we've got a call from David, who's looking for All a right. chimney instructor. So let's go to our calls. Hi, David. What can we do for you? Yes, good morning. Um, I have a two-story house with a uh, masonry, you know, brick chimney of, up on top of the roof. And I have... Apparently a water leak because I have a water stain on the second story up in the in the bedroom. Okay. And I'm wondering who I could call to have, come inspect this chimney and see just what I need. All right. Remind me where you're located, David? Menominee Falls. Menominee Falls. Okay. Uh, so we've had a company called Chimney Concepts on the show before. Okay. Uh, they are up in Port Washington, but they do cover the uh, the, the especially the um, the northern part of Milwaukee area. So Chimney Concepts would definitely be somebody you could have look at that. Um, there's another company that I um, well I could give you a couple names. The um, Quality Fireplace and Chimney Services is out of Waukesha. They're a member, okay. they're an affiliate member of the uh, Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors. And then the third one would be Humble Sweeps. Um, okay. Nick Hameter is also a member. He used to be a home inspector, and now he does uh, chimney inspections and sweeps. So um, the reality is those that could be a flashing issue, which you could, if that's possible, if that's it, you could also uh, call a roofing contractor. You may, you may need okay. a roofing contractor. Yeah, I had a company come out. I've, I found them on the Nary's website. He okay. came out, and it was the day it was so damn windy, and he didn't even go on the roof to look at it. And oh. he said that uh, his estimate was to rebuild all of that brickwork up on the roof and put a stainless steel liner in. And his estimate was more than what I paid for my last car. No. I was okay. But I, and I thought, well, how do you know that without even going up there or looking at the flu or anything? Right, right. So, so I, was this I a, like was somebody, this a, was it, I'm sorry, was this a chimney contractor that did that? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, it, I would just it, like some, somebody else to come look at it and say, this is what you need. Yeah. I would I would call one of those three, either chimney concepts, Quality fireplace out in Waukesha uh, or um, the humble sweeps. Uh, uh, those I think those are all reputable companies. They're going to go and take a look at it. Uh, any any wood burning fireplace uh, really should have on, if not an annual basis, you know, depending on how much you're using it, maybe uh, every two years, should have what we call a level two inspection, and that's where they yeah, run I a camera. A, yeah, I have a gas. I have a gas fireplace. Okay. Uh, gas logs? Yes. Okay. Is it? But it sounds like it could be a wood-burning fireplace where they put gas logs in it. Right. Okay. Yes, and it, so, but it, that's, not, that's not the flue or the part of the chimney that's leaking. It's the okay. other part for the furnace and the hot water heater. Oh, okay. Um, it is possible, then, that you would need a, a flue liner. Is, is the furnace... And the water heater venting up there, or just the water heater? No, it's hot water and the furnace. Okay. All right. 
that that is still something that where you may need a, a flu liner uh, if there could be a lot of condensation occurring there uh, if the if the if the exhaust is not properly venting all the way to the exterior but uh, yeah. but a chimney contractor should be able to help you with that they can give you a, a, a flu liner and as far as rebuilding the chimney sometimes that is necessary but uh, but they should yeah. really take a much closer look at it, get up on the roof. Okay, David, thanks so much for your call. And if you'd like to get through to talk with David Nason on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, that number is 855-616-1620. Before we do anything else, though, we're going to turn it over to Jack Grau and the WTMJ Breaking News Center at 730. The home inspector is here to help with all your fix-it needs. This is the Fix-It Show with David Nason on WTMJ. Welcome back to the second half hour of the Fix It Show. Uh, Dayton Kane's taking the day off. I'm Libby Collins. By the way, next hour we're going to have uh, Jason Fox here from Capital Heating, Cooling, and Electric. But before we do anything else, we've got that old National Bank talk and text line open for you at 855-616-1620. want to follow up on this with you, uh, David, yeah. uh, about the chimneys. Now, I, I know that uh, our, our caller, David, was saying that mm-hmm. his uh, fireplace is a combination of of like um, you could do wood burning or it's got a gas insert. Explain how does that work? Sure. So many many fireplaces start out as wood burning. So whether it's a a masonry uh, construction. So if you look in the fireplace, it's all fire brick and masonry construction. It sounded like his might have been. He said it's all brick on the outside of the house. And, and that fireplace, you obviously can burn wood. And then a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with all the mess of wood and everything. I just want to, you know, turn a, turn a knob and have the fire come on. And so you can have somebody uh, run a gas line up into the chimney up to, from the basement, and then you have a gas log set there. And you just sometimes you have a standing pilot. You just turn a knob. Sometimes you have to light it. So there's a lot of different options. There's there's some showrooms in the area. Fireplace Limited over on um, Silver Spring. There's the um, um, Country Stove and Fireplace out in the Sussex area. I mentioned Kit Chimney Concepts. They also have a place up uh, in uh, Port Washington. They have a showroom up there. Um, I think it's called, I, I can't remember the name of it, but they have a great showroom. So you can look at all that. And then there's other times when the fireplace is a, uh, prefabricated metal firebox, mm-hmm. and you don't have the big masonry chimney, but you can still burn wood in it if you want. And many people add gas logs to that. And there's a lot of different varieties of the gas logs. Um, so those are the type of chimneys and fireplaces that should be inspected on a regular basis. I mentioned briefly that level two inspection during a home inspection. We're looking at the firebox, look, you know, and trying to look up as as best we can. But you really can't see all the way up the flue uh, to the top. And then sometimes the uh, if there if I can get on the roof and I can look at the chimney, I can look at that. But many times that chimney is too tall that I can't get to the top of it and look down the flue. So we always then recommend this level two inspection where they run a camera. From they go inside the home, go into the, your living room, family room, wherever the fireplace is, and they'll run a camera up that. It's very similar to the camera that plumbers use when they were running into your mm-hmm. sewer lateral, and then they can see if there's any defects, cracks, uh, or problems in the in the flue that could be 
cause really for for fire. You don't want a chimney fire, definitely. From a maintenance standpoint, which of those options is the best? The level two is is the best. Uh, no, no, I mean in, a, in terms of the insert in in oh. terms of what you have inside the fireplace. Well, a wood burning fireplace is going to require the most uh, maintenance because you're burning solid wood, uh, and that's going to uh, deposit creosote inside the chimney. Which, if it builds up too much, that's what can start on fire. A gas log set is really. You're burning natural gas. You really don't have any creosote. You can get a carbon buildup. Sometimes if you have your gas logs and they're looking all black and everything, that's an indication that the gas is is reaching an incomplete combustion. So you get this carbon buildup. Maybe the logs got displaced, and so now the flame isn't burning properly, and you get all this carbon buildup, and you can have that cleaned and serviced. But definitely the wood-burning fireplace needs the most maintenance. Well, if you've got questions about fireplaces, uh, chimneys, maybe you've got some plumbing issues, we've got David Nason here, and he's here to answer your calls because we've got an open line this half hour. If you want to get through on the old National Bank Talk and text line, that number to call is 855-616-1620. Remember, get old National Bank. Get old. It's 739. We're at 30 degrees. It's going to get up into the uh, low, uh, I shouldn't say the low 50s. I think today we're only going to get into the upper 40s. Tomorrow we're going to get into the mid-50s, and then by Monday we're going to see sunny skies, and it's going to be 58 degrees for a high. Right now we have 30 degrees at 740 on WTMJ. If you don't know what's wrong with your house, he's here to help. This is The Fix-It Show with David Nason on WTMJ. Welcome back. We've got calls coming in on the Old National Bank talking text line with David Nason. David's not in the studio this morning because he's with the other home inspectors at their annual training seminar. But David, we've got a question here um, if on our uh, on our text line. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I got to get back in here with it. It's uh, I can't see the person it's from. It says another great place for fireplace wood is uh, Burlington Fireplace and Solar. They oh, just suggested yes. that. So, yeah. So, right. there you go. Another good company I've heard of. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. There's there's some others out there, definitely. Um, you, you know, if you're having your fireplace looked at, you know, try to, you know, if you're in the, maybe the south side of Milwaukee, the Burlington, maybe make a little more sense. Find somebody you're comfortable with. Make sure you check them out. You know, check out their reviews. Maybe get referrals. But but definitely a number of good good contractors out there. All right, let's talk a little bit more about some of these uh, things to do to get your house ready for winter. Uh, you mentioned those downspouts. How about grading issues? Because a lot Absolutely. of people, a lot of people are concerned about that. Yes, grading. Is, uh, Tom Faza always famously say, said, "Grading gutters and downspouts." So we talked about the downspouts and gutters, keep them clean, keep them attached. Grading is very important. I talk about it on every inspection. Literally everybody's home could have some improvement to their grading. We want to have a a positive slope away from your house. Um, ideal would be one inch per foot for about six feet around your house. Okay, exactly. So, wait, I'm not good on math. Explain <laughs> that. What does that mean, one inch per foot? Per foot. So the, the ground should slope away from your house one inch per foot. So if you if you took a four-foot level, a lot of people have a four-foot level, and you hold it level, and then you take a tape measure. So I said one inch per foot for six feet. 
So that would be six inches. So in four feet, it would fall four inches. So you want to measure down, and that's that's the slope that you should have away from your house. Now, that's an ideal situation. Many people can't achieve that, especially if you're in the city where you literally can almost touch your neighbor's house uh, sometimes. It's, it can be really difficult. So you got to do the best you can. What you really don't want is where the ground is literally sloped right back at your house. You don't have holes. Um, if something looks like a funnel, it probably is. It's probably diverting water right down along your foundation. So if you have mulch around your house or rocks, rake those rocks, rake the mulch back a little bit, put them onto a tarp, bring some dirt in, not, not, not topsoil. Topsoil will wash away, but get some dirt, like brown dirt, and get that in there, make a nice slope, and then put your mulch or rocks back. All right. We've got a question coming in on the uh, Old National Bank Talk and Text Line from RJ in Illinois. And let's go to that call. Good morning, RJ. What can we do for you? Good morning. We've got a question about getting our fireplace ready. Uh, we've got a chimney sweep coming, but he's not coming until January. We waited a little bit too long to call. Any mm-hmm. precautions we should take maybe before we burn our first fire? And then we also wanted to ask about energy loss if we leave the flue open overnight after we let the fire burn out yeah so good questions um boy how long have you lived in the home we built the house 25 years ago so it's a it's a relatively newer construction and we don't have any problems with the fireplace we just want to make sure it's safe right when was the last time you had it swept or inspected uh three years ago three years ago and is it a masonry or a metal flue do you know Metal, metal flue, prefab metal oh. flue. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it, the, these these logs that they say that you can burn that helps burn things off, uh, I don't know how, uh, how much, how well those work. You could try that. What I would really do is try to, you know, open the flue, open the damper without your head in the fireplace, because I've done that many years ago and I don't do it anymore. But just open the damper. If anything really falls out on your, you know, into the into the firebox, you know that you got quite a bit of of creosote up there. And once that if there's anything that does fall out, grab a flashlight, try to look up in there. If it looks really dirty, I would really you know, hesitate to use it if it's if it looks really dirty. If it doesn't look too bad, you you can you can use it. But uh, even metal flues can they they put them together in sections. They're like eight six or eight foot sections. Those can come apart at the seams, and then you can get a fire in your chimney. Um, can, is it possible for you to see down from the? You can carefully get on your roof and look down into the chimney. No, probably not. I can no, probably okay. get up in the attic and look at a section of it that goes out. Yeah, um, okay. might be able to see that. Right. You know, it's 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 hard for me to say. Yeah, go ahead, you'll be fine. <laughs> what was that? I'm okay. sorry. Okay, I think RJ also had a question about heat loss, leaving the flue yeah. open overnight. Yeah, uh, that definitely you're going to get a lot. That's literally a quote unquote chimney. You know, a lot of air is going right up that. Uh, at night, so if you, if you can uh, put on a, a maybe a glove or something, and if it's still the flue handle is still warm, and get that closed, you definitely want to close it when that whenever the chimney or fireplace is not in use, that flue damper should be closed. 
Okay. Really, whether it's whether it's summer, fall, winter, right. anything, it should always be closed. Okay, RJ, thanks so much for your call. We've got more calls coming in on the old National Bank Talking Text Line. Got a question about a roof. We're going to get to that and so much more. It's all ahead on the Fix It Show with David Nason. I'm Libby Collins and for Dayton Kane, right here on WTMJ, where it is 30 degrees at 749. WTMJ, W277CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Your own personal handyman. This is the Fix It Show with David Nason on WTMJ. Get your heating and cooling questions ready as well as your electric because Jason Fox from uh, Capital Heating and Cooling is going to be joining us next hour. Let's go to Jeff. Uh, he's in West Dallas and he's got a question for David Nason on the Fix It Show. Hi, Jeff. Hey, good morning, Libby. David, I have a question and I'm hoping you can answer it, at least direct me in the right direction. But I just had a roof installed yesterday. Uh, the home was built in 1928. It's a bungalow, and the roof pitch is either a 1210 or a 1212 with two-by-four rafters, 24 on center. It had two layers on there. The roofers tore off both layers and did all that stuff and redecked it with 716-inch OSB. But when I walked in the uh, unfinished area of the attic that is walkable, I noticed that the nails that they put through, the three-inch long nails, weren't in the roof rafters. They were just going through those one-by-eight uh, boards that go across it. So the, the gap in the boards isn't as much as if it had a cedar shake originally, but the gaps are about half an inch to an inch apart. And they told me that the nails don't need to go into the joists, that if they go through those other one-bys, that's good enough. Uh, that's absolutely correct. Uh, when, you, when you shingle a roof, if you think about it, um, most construction today are trusses that are 24 inches on center. You, you're telling me you have two-by-fours, 24 on center. Uh, a lot of them are even 16 on center. When the nailing pattern on a shingle, uh, it, it cannot hit because of the nailing panel required by the shingle manufacturer. It cannot just be in the rafters, um, so it's got to be in the in the boards. And you said they put OSB sheathing on as well, so that's totally fine. They used a longer nail because they put that layer of OSB. They wanted to make sure they get through the shingle, the OSB, and the boards. Uh, so that should be totally fine. All right, Jeff. Thanks for your so call. Good to hear from you. Okay, we've got uh, we've got more questions coming in uh, on the text line. We've got uh, how do I know if the damper is closed on a fireplace? Does the knob go in or out, David? <laughs> uh, that's I can't tell you for sure. They're all so many are different. You really got to again carefully look up in the firebox as you're closing it just to see if it's closing or not. So it, it, it really depends. I, I can't say for sure if in or out is closed or, or what. Some of them will actually say right on the knob, if you turn it this direction, to close it or, or to open it. Here's another one. Marie in Grafton says, could aerating the lawn multiple times around a home foundation help to improve the grading slope? Uh, actually, aerating the ground improve the slope grade? I don't think so. That's, That's going to help yeah. the lawn but it's not going to improve the slope. But you've got to make sure you have 
if you, if you're if it's flat or if it's sloped towards the house, you got to bring more dirt in right around the foundation. Okay, we got just a couple seconds left. What are the different ways of connecting gutters, and which method is best to prevent leakage? Uh, I'm thinking they're saying meaning downspout. So you want to make sure they're connected, like I said earlier, with screws. You want to screw, if you have an elbow coming off and then an extension, you want to put some screws in there. You don't need a whole lot, two or three, just to hold it in place. All right. David is going to be with us here going into the next hour. David Nason. And uh, joining us, Jason Fox from Capital Heating, Cooling, and Electric is going to be here. So get those questions ready and give us a call on the Old National Bank talk and text line. It's uh, 7.58. I'm Libby Collins in for Dayton Kane. And the Fix-It Show is sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. This has been the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests at Not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.